Question. How would you listen if you only had one time to hear what was being said? How would you listen if you only had one time to hear what was being said? What would that look like? Just think about that. Let me, let me read this to you. Luke 4, just, just listen. <laughs> Get it? Luke 4, 32. And they were astonished at his doctrine, speaking of Jesus, for his word, his word was with power. His word was with power. Tonight, I'm not bringing you Pastor Wade's word. Tonight, I'm bringing you the word of God. So therefore, power is accompanying his word. And I can guarantee you right now, there will be healings in this house. There will be miracles. Why? Because power accompanies the word of God. Amen. Let, let's look at this. If you put this on the screen, please. Proverbs 4. And verse 20. You ready? Yes. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to some of them, to their whole body. How much of your body? What produces the healing in your body? His word with power. So let, this was on my heart to do this. I know some of you in LBC are about to get excited. You got your Bibles? Say this with me. This is my Bible. It contains words from God. To me. For me. And about me. His words are life. His word is in me. Therefore, the life of God is in me. I choose to believe. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have. I can do what he says I can do. And now I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My, heart, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And I'm about to receive the incorruptible, ever-living seed of the word of God. And I will never be the same. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith just rose inside of you. You are being positioned to receive your healing right now. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But also, let me remind you of this. Faith comes by hearing. You hear something, your faith will naturally go to what you're hearing. Whether you're hearing it out of your own mouth or hearing it on TV or hearing it from a doctor. So we, we, we must guard what we're hearing. Even out of our own mouth. Amen.
So if faith comes by hearing, how often should we be speaking what he says? What if, what if our language really did line up with his language? How much faith would we have? How easy would it be to be swayed? How easy would it be to doubt? How quick would it be to latch on to what the news is saying versus what the Lord has said? We, we have a big role in this. And what we're going to look at tonight are some ways to receive healing. We're going to first look at our mouth. And then we're going to have some demonstration time of laying on the hands. Okay? Are you ready? How would you listen if this was the only time you heard what was being said? This is the only chance you had. Now think about this. Paul went from church to church to church. He didn't say, okay, open your Bibles and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. They didn't have this. He was writing the letters as he went. So every time he went somewhere, that was the first time they were hearing what he was saying. Do you think they were in alert and, and actually... Honoring the man of God that was there delivering a word from God? What do you think their church services look like? Man, Paul doing this again. <laughs> Super Bowl starts at 3.30. Lord, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's easier to receive healing when you're persuaded it's God's will that you can be healed. Here's another question. What, what if you're already healed and you just don't realize it yet? I'm not going to answer that right now. Just a question. What if you're already healed but you just don't realize it? Here's why. Healing is your covenant right. You know, I'm in a class right now, not in a class, teaching a class about our covenant. This is just part of it. It's not as healing, healing is every, every right to, you have every right to healing as blessings, as peace, as joy, as salvation. It's called a benefit package. Y'all remember your benefit package? You know, you go to work, first thing probably is like, what's the benefits? And you weigh it out. And you get these benefits, right? Day one. Now, this is a real, this is a real testimony. I went to work somewhere in Houston for a, an oil and gas company. Day one, my benefit package kicked in. And what that consisted of was full coverage for our family, health insurance coverage for our family, for the low, low price of $1 per month. Two weeks off. But... What good would it do for me if, if we need, which we did, because we had a baby a month after that. And we needed that insurance. Because <laughs> our situation, we were broke as a joke. <laughs> we had to have a, I didn't, I say we. She was going to have to have a C-section, and them rascals are expensive. So we paid 250 bucks for Levi, got him out of the hospital. <laughs> he only cost us 250 bucks. <laughs> that, was, that was our deductible. Dollar a month, $250 deductible. They covered the rest. 
What good would it have been for me to, to go to the hospital? Oh, you know, I know I have these benefits. Let me handle this. <laughs> I just don't feel right about making that insurance company pay for all these bills. That, out of the kindness of my heart, let me write you a check for $5,000, and we'll just let the insurance keep their money. You know, if you don't use your benefits, it's not a benefit. If you don't appropriate your benefits, they're not benefits. We have to take hold of them and actually put them in practice, put them in use. Take your vacation. Take whatever your benefit is and use it. Well, do it with the worldly stuff, but when it comes to God's benefit package, we're like, oh, Lord, I don't know. Is it you? Is it, is it really real that I'm healed? I still hurt. I don't know. I just don't know if it's a part of my package. Maybe I got the, the bad package. There's no bad packages in the kingdom of God. We all got the same one. And it's the same one Jesus received when he was raised from the dead and seated at the right hand of the Father. That's the package you and I have right now. And there's no limping around in Jesus. So if he ain't limping, sorry for my English. If he's not limping, I get, so y'all gonna get to know me a little bit. I'm just, I'm texting. <laughs> Have grace towards me. <laughs> Everything Jesus has, you have. If Jesus has it, you have it. Why? How, how can that be? Well, according to Scripture, we're joint heirs with Christ. So to be a joint heir, that means you have every right to possess what the one you're joined to has. Is Jesus happy? You can be happy. You know, living, I'm going to say this, living healing to healing to healing to healing, miracle to miracle to miracle, to bill paid to bill paid to bill paid to bill paid at the, I mean, at the last minute, that's not God's best. God's best is that we live healed. God's best is we live blessed. That's the best. It's not, all right, I need another healing. I need another healing. I need another healing. That that's where you're at, I'm not condemning. I just want you to understand that's not the best life to live. There's a better life to live, and it's called just being divinely healed at all times. Because as he is, so are we in this world. It's just reality. You know, who, I find this funny. Why do you think they were called the children of Israel and not the sons and daughters of Israel? Maybe their actions act like a bunch of kids. Whining, moaning, complaining, ain't never happy, ain't never good enough. And they had to live miracle to miracle to miracle to miracle. What if they actually just believed God's word? What would their situation have looked like? Would it have taken 40 years to get them there? I don't know. Just a, another question. What if they would have acted mature? You know, ooh, Lord just brought us out of this bondage. I can trust him to go where he's sending me to go. Instead of whining and complaining like a bunch of little kids, they ain't never happy. <laughs> the children. We don't, we, see, the Lord needs to get us from place of children. Uh, we got to get out of the nursery because people are depending upon us yes. to start walking as Christ walks. Yeah? Actually reflect him. 
And tonight is going to be an awesome night for you because you'll walk out of here as he is. Amen. Not my word, it's his word. So, another, another question. What's our response when the word of God seems to be contrary to our experience? Now, I hear all these awesome things. I've heard God wants me healed. I've heard all this truth, but my experience is this. Or man says this. Yeah, I came up and I've had hands laid on me before. And I go back, and the doctor still says the same thing, and nothing's changed. What do we do when those are contrary reports? Thank you for asking. <laughs> Romans chapter 3. Give your Bible. Let's, let's look at some scripture. What is our response when the word of God seems to be contrary to our experience. What someone may be telling us, what we may be hearing, what we may be feeling. Romans 3, verse 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Let God be true and every man a liar. That's your response. God is true. Man, contrary to the word of God, is a lie. That's scripture. Shall there, some did not believe. And they're saying shall, because of, because of their unbelief, does that nullify God? No. Their unbelief is not changing God. Their unbelief is changing them. So when, are you a man? Or, woman, man, woe man, whatever. <laughs> right? So you can, you can lie to yourself. I still hurt. I'm still sick. I'm still this. I'm still broke. I'm still depressed. I'm still struggling with mental anguish, which is being broken tonight, by the way. See, we have to, it's important to get to a place that we say, you know what? Quit lying to yourself, fool. Quit lying to yourself. God's word is true. God has promised me healing as part of my redemption package to walk in, in, in a constant state of health. You know, um, let me read, read this to you. Speaking on what may seem contrary to the word, an appearance, a word, a report. Smith Wigglesworth said this I'm not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I see. I am moved only. By what I believe, I know this, no man looks at appearances if he believes. No man considers how he feels if he believes. The man who believes God has it. That's a pretty strong statement. So this word believe, what's, the, what's this word believe mean? To be persuaded of. To place confidence in or a full reliance upon. Believe. So when we say I believe God, is that your working definition of believe? I am fully relying on God. I'm fully placing my confidence in him. 
I am fully persuaded of his word. That's what believe means. We must fully rely on his word above man's and count God faithful. Amen? Because why? His word is what's reality in our life. Let's look at this. Look at Hebrews 11 on the screen. I, I, wanna, I want us to look at this together. Hebrews 11. We're going to look, look at this in two translations. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what is faith? Evidence. Faith is evidence of something not seen. Can you get to a place of believing you're healed before you see you're healed? Let's look at this in the Amplified Classic. Now faith. So when is faith? When is faith? Now faith. See, you can have their faith or you can have now faith. You can have faith for then. Well, I'll be healed in 20 years. The doctor says it takes about 20 years for this to be recovered, and that's, that's where I'm at. Or you can say, you know what? doctor said 20 years, but my faith is in the right now, and I'm going to be healed the right now. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That is faith in God. Faith works in the unseen, not the seen. If you can see it, you don't need faith for it. Think about this. Think about Brother Noah. Remember Noah? Guy built a big fishing boat, the first cruise ship. You remember him? How do you have faith in building a boat when you ain't never seen rain to make the thing float? How would you have so much faith to do something God said to do when it had made no sense? Ain't never seen rain. He was fully persuaded of the word of God to him. People tried to get him to reason out of it. Man, you're crazy. Ain't no rain. You ain't gonna have any passengers on your cruise ship. You gonna <laughs> people will try to get you to reason out of your place of faith. That's when you gotta stand and say, Nope, God said. God said. God said it's gonna rain. God said it's going to rain. I better get this boat built. And you're going to be sorry when you ain't on it. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Convicted. Fully persuaded. Now faith. Things are going to change. And I'm not moved by what I feel, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it tastes like. I don't care. I'm moved by the word of God. And if God said it, so be it. Speaking of that, how did Abraham, let's look at Romans chapter 4. You're right there in 3. Let's look at 4. This is pretty powerful concerning healing. Romans 4, 17. This is the Lord speaking You understand Abraham? He was called to be the father of many nations. It was a promise God gave him. He went years without seeing it. And then he tried to do it on his own, his own way. And it didn't work out. Right? We all understand the story of Abraham. Here's, here's, 
Here's what Paul says, and it was written. This is God, he said this, I made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Is that faith? I said, is that faith? Yes. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. Who, who against hope believed in hope. Who, against the word of the doctor, believed God. Doctor said, man, you ain't having no kids. You are too stinking old. It, is ain't, it don't work no more. <laughs> against that, against those thoughts, against that word, he believed God. Against what it looked like, he believed God. He believed God. So whatever your situation may look like, whatever the doctor may have said you may have to live with with the rest of your life, that is against God's word. Therefore, you don't have to receive that. According to that was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So both of them were out of commission. <laughs> he staggered not at the promise of God. He staggered not at the promise of God. He staggered not at the promise of God. Through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What if we turned our oh me, oh my, into oh you, Lord, I worship you? Change it from self-focused to him-focused. Oh me, oh my, oh you are worthy, and I praise you. Amen? And being fully persuaded, he believed that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. You have a promise from God. You have a promise from God on high to be perfectly made whole and well. He can... Go to work with that in your life once we have an understanding. That's his will. You know, the Lord's reminding me right now, I wouldn't plan on saying this, but I have. That's just, you know, we have a many, many, many testimonies, my wife and I. One in relation to this is when, this is going to help somebody, or I wouldn't be reminded to say it. You may be told you can't have kids. Abraham's appearance was, Lord, you told me I can have kids, but I just don't see my, my it ain't working. I'm out of commission. Doctor said this is not functioning. Doctor said I'm too old. Doctor said this. Let, let, me, let me tell you something about our story. If I can. <laughs> Doctors don't know everything. After our first child, we had a really rough go about six weeks later. Jillian was still bleeding. She hadn't fully healed. I mean bleeding, like pale, white. And I'm... I wasn't in the place of faith I am now. This was, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Praise the Lord, I've grown since then. My first reaction was just to get to the doctor. Her first gut knowing was, I say gut knowing, for some, her first leading was, no, we'll go tomorrow. But we went to the doctor that night. 
And long story short, they said, okay, you got retained placenta, come back in the morning, in and out, 30 minutes, you'll be on your way home. And that next day was her birthday. Sweet. Awesome. Let's get, go in there and get that thing out so we can get you all fixed up. Well, we go there the next morning at 5.30, sit there two hours waiting for somebody to come get us. Like, I could have been sleeping already. Like, man, you got me here at 5.30. Anyway, they wheel her out 7.30-ish. The 30 minutes goes by. No Jillian. Hour goes by. No Jillian. Hour and a half goes by. No Jillian. No report. Two hours go by, no Jillian, no report. I finally, Lord, I'm like, hey, dude, pray. <laughs> I start praying in the Spirit. Like, it came to that. I'm just being real. This is where I was at. I was putting my, I was putting my faith in the doctor. Don't ever, 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 ever <laughs> do that. <laughs> Lessons learned. The next thing I know is, hey, uh, we had complications, uh, you think? She's in ICU, tube down her throat, on a ventilator, just about killed her. Had to give her five units of blood because she was bleeding out on the inside. And the doctor owned it. He said, yeah, I... I messed her up. <laughs> yeah. We saw pictures. He said, here's the photos. Um, ruptured her uterus because it, the placenta was, was retained, adhered. It wasn't coming out. So he goes, yeah, as we do in Texas, get a bigger hammer. <laughs> so he went and got a bigger tool. <laughs> and when he went back, this is, what he, this is what he was telling me. And when he went back in, he got it out, but he also pulled other things out with it. So she had a perforated uterus, a jacked up ovary. I'm, I'm talking mangled ovary. Just, I don't know what they did to her. She was mangled on the inside. Then they say, hey, um, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you're never going to have kids again. There's no way she can have kids with her uterus in that condition. The egg will never attach. One ovary doesn't even work no more. This is what they're, this is what they're telling us. She was not about to receive that. And those of you that know us, <laughs> we've had four since that day. <laughs> And I don't even know how it's, it's possible. Looking at it physically, the, the appearance doesn't make a lick of sense. It doesn't make any sense by the appearance of her organs, how she's able to conceive and have children. But the cool thing is, she says, yeah, the one that they said they messed up, that's the one I feel working the most. <laughs> So let me tell you, if the doctor has said you can't do something, if the doctor said you can't have something, if the doctor said you got to live with something, let me tell you right now, God's word can trump that man's word. Let God be true and every man a liar. <laughs> Consider not your own body. Consider the word of God. Let me, let me walk you back to the, to the very beginning to kind of help some of you understand sickness is a curse and not a blessing in disguise. Genesis chapter 3. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3. You know, people relate this like, well, I can't figure this out, so this sickness must be a blessing. Well, I find it hard to justify a curse, a blessing. 
There, there, there is not a blessing in disguise. Blessings aren't walking around hidden. They're not trying to hide from somebody. God's a blessing God. There's some... I hear you. I hear you. But it's not my word. It's his word. Genesis 3 and verse 17. Now, let me help you out. Man just listened to his wife and got the whole place in trouble. <laughs> That's why the, the husband's the head of the home. I'm going to leave that one alone. All right. So Adam sinned, messed up. Here we go. Now God's pronouncing cursings because of what just happened. And unto Adam, he said, because you've hearkened to the voice of your wife and eaten of the tree, which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. And so cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. So no more ice cream. Now you're eating mint and oregano. Now you eat all the herbs. What happened to the pizza, man? The ice cream, hot dogs. Now I got herbs. Come on. Herbs are a curse. It's right there. Right there. Right there. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm having fun. In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread. Now, what, there's more. I'm going to stop right there. What is this a picture of? This is what a curse looks like. This, this wasn't blessings being pronounced. He said, because you did this, uh, uh, this track with me. Because you did this, now these are the cursings you're going to experience. Now, here comes Jesus to redeem us from these curses. There are some parallels here that are really cool. There's, there's a couple figures in the garden. Look, first you have a tree. Don't eat this tree. So the first parallel, there's, there's a tree involved. We have scripture that says, Cursed is every man who hangs on a tree. That was Jesus' cross. Then you have sweat involved. Now, now, this is not you sweat. See, I like sweating. Pastor Bill thinks I'm crazy. We go play golf, and it's like 100 degrees. He's in there. God, I'm done, dude. I'm done. Like, dude, it's on the fourth hole. <laughs> in Texas, when you play golf, you got to change gloves every three holes because you're just, in the humidity and heat, you're just dripping wet and like, yeah. <laughs> Let me help some of you. Sweat, your body is designed to sweat to regulate temperature. This sweat we're looking at is a stress, a toil, an agony. It's like, look, it's going to be miserable for you. Now you're going to have to sweat on your, the, your face is going to be sweating from the toiling you're about to be doing. Okay. And thorns. So, check, I want you to see how Jesus bore the entire curse. In the garden, you see, he sweat as it were great drops of blood. He was toiling. He was in agony. He, he was going through it, man. He was, that's, see, that's not our life or prayer now. That was part of the curse. He was he was cleaning out of the way for us. Blood was shed from the garden to the grave. And everything that happened to him on that way, blood covered it, 
redeemed from it. Mocking him, spitting on him. Jesus did all that for you. Now when people do it, bless the Lord. I'm redeemed. He was sweating, as it were, great drops of blood in the garden. Do you think it's any coincidence that he had to hang on a tree? The tree's what got everybody in trouble. Bore the curse. Oh, and this crown of thorns. Thorns represented the curse. He was bearing the curse of the world on him. It wasn't just a good idea. Hey, those, there's some thorns. Let's, put a, let's make a crown. Okay, but there's more work in here. He was bearing every curse on him. Every bit of it. And sickness was a part of it. Look at Isaiah 53. We have this on the screen. Isaiah 53 and verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we have seen him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And, 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 keep reading, and by his stripes. So if we are healed... You can't be our healed and our sick. Which, 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 which one are we going to be? First Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes... Now you were healed. So if you were healed, are you am sick? <laughs> See, we, we're here to help you tonight. This, this is not rock throwing night. This is helping you walk into what rightfully belongs to you. Helping you walk to what rightfully belongs to you. Amen. 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 You are healed. And we're going to help you. So how do you receive a right that belongs to you. How do you receive this? How, how do we actually receive all these promises? Thanks for asking. Pretty closely to the same way you receive salvation. Believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, says you will be saved. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Salvation is a result of that. Now, it's, it's, it's a particular of what you're believing for and a particular of what you're um, confessing. Jesus is Lord. When you confess that, that produces salvation in you. Here's the fun thing. Part of your salvation package is healing. So if, if salvation works that way, you can't separate healing from salvation. So to appropriate this healing inside of your body, maybe we should believe in our heart we are healed and then confess our, our being, not our am feeling. What would that produce? Amen. Just a thought. Let's look at some examples. Let's look at Mark chapter 5. The best book in the Bible, right? <laughs> Mark 5, and we're going to start at verse And behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, him being Jesus, and besought Jesus greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Now, what? pay attention. Come and lay your hands on her. She will be healed 
and she will live. He believed in his heart, and he confessed with his mouth what would happen when Jesus got there. Yes? Now look at uh, verse 35. So on the way to the house, there's an interruption. And we're going to look at the interruption in a second. Verse 35. While he yet spoke, there came the ruler of the synagogue's house, said, hey, your daughter's dead. Don't trouble the master anymore. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. What was Jesus trying to get him to believe? The word he just heard or the word he said? Jesus just says, hey, don't be afraid, only believe. He wasn't saying only believe, don't, hey, it's okay. Believe the word he said, but don't be afraid. No. Believe what you said. Believe what you already told me. If you told me this, stay with it. I see Jesus doing this. Yeah, he had a little country on him. Boy, don't you be saying anything crazy right now. Don't you say anything crazy. Shut up. Nope, nope, nope. There must be something powerful about what comes out of our mouth. It's not what I just believe in my heart. Okay, well, what are you saying? What, 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 have, what have we been saying about our bodies? What have we been speaking over ourselves? Has it been in line with what the report has always been year after year after year after year after year? Or have we actually been saying what God's been saying for the last 2,000 years? Now, the, only believe. He believed in his heart. He confessed in his mouth what would happen when Jesus laid his hands on her. When Jesus laid his hands on her, he believed that she would live. True? Here's the interruption. There's another woman in the, in the picture here. The lady that had something going on with her bleeding. Look at verse 27. How does faith come? By hearing. When she heard of Jesus... She came in the press and touched his garment, for she said, for she said, for she said, if I touch his clothes, I will be whole. She believed, she said, she did. And what was the result? Wholeness. That's a very powerful word. Whole. Whole is not just feel better. Jesus didn't die for us to feel better. Well, it's, it's a little bit better. Well, well, praise the Lord for a little bit better. But he died for you to be made whole. Whole is whole. That means all the money we've, you've had to shell out to the hospital, to the doctors, all that must be coming back to you to be made Whole. All the time off you've missed from family, you, we must be being made whole. Things being restored, redeemed. It's a powerful word. Whole. Whole. Complete. Amen. That's his desire for us, to be made whole. It's your right. If you're in the kingdom, if you're a child of God, it is your right to be made whole. You know, it's okay to be healed. Why, why would you say that? Well, by knowing, I, I understand some struggle with, man, if I'm, if I'm healed then I won't get this benefit no more. 
If I'm healed, I'll lose my reserved parking spot. <laughs> if I'm healed, then I won't get the workers' comp claim anymore. Then I'll have to actually go back to work. Are we ready to be made whole? To be healed, to be restored, to start living as he is right now. Amen. And I know you are, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> A little bit more, then we're going to pray. Hebrews 11, verse 11. Hebrews 11, verse 11. This is how Sarah received the child. Hebrews 11, 11, through faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed because she counted him faithful. She counted him faithful to the promise he gave her. By her counting him faithful to his word, she received. Her receiving came when she counted him faithful to his word. 1 John 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Is it God's will for you to be healed? Yes. You can have your healing. Say this with me. I believe in my heart, in my heart. and confess with my, mouth. confess with my mouth when hands are laid on me I shall be made whole. I count God faithful to his word and promises. Amen. See, this may have been a little different tonight. But what was inside of me was that the reality of people you need to understand is it is your right. Don't let man lie to you. Let God's word be true to you. Hang on to God's word and be fully persuaded above anything you're feeling, hearing, tasting, smelling, or not smelling by that. Some of you are going to get free from that. This is final authority. We give it first place in our life and we consider him faithful. Consider him faithful. And it's so easy to receive.